Welcome to Questions for Craig. I'm Susanna Sanfilippo, a registered yoga instructor here in Portland, Maine, with Craig Williamson, ready to discuss one of your questions. Craig is an occupational therapist, massage therapist, educator, and the author of two books, Muscular Retraining for Pain-Free Living and Pain-Free Sitting, Standing, and Walking, published by Shambhala Publications. If you have a question for Craig, go to craigwilliamson.net and click on the homepage link that says Questions for Craig. We have a question from Sarah. Sarah is writing in and she asked, I have lots of muscle tension and usually feel constantly tired even with eight or nine hours of sleep. Is there any link between fatigue and chronic muscle tension? And she also asks, can tight muscles keep you on edge and keep your central nervous system on constant alert? And then another part of her question. Can you take one more? Sure. Okay. Can improving your kinesthetic awareness help calm down your nervous system and allow one to feel less edgy? Thanks for doing the podcasts. They're very interesting. Thanks, Sarah. Okay. All right. Is there any link between fatigue and chronic muscle tension? That's what we want to know. There is. There is. I, I think that fatigue has... Fatigue has many possible causes, one of which could be muscle tension. So that's what makes this a little difficult to answer, uh, or just keep in mind that it's that there. Someone could be uh, the way that they're eating could be affecting. They could be feeling fatigue because of what they are or are not eating. Or they could be really depressed, and there could be feeling fatigue for that reason. There could be psychological reasons. There could be psychological reasons. There could be other physiological reasons, you know, uh, hormonal or biochemical reasons why they feel fatigued. Digestive. Right, right. And and but I will say that there are many, many times that people I've worked with have said that they feel. When they learn to relax their muscles, they feel that they have more energy. Particularly if it's somebody who has had tension for a long time, a lot of tension, and they've just gotten used to having that much tension. And so they've also got, gotten used to the fatigue. Oftentimes, someone won't mention the fatigue being that noticeable to them because they've gotten used to it. But when it starts to go away, they'll notice it. Because all of a sudden something's different, and also there's they often will experience muscle fatigue, like they'll say my muscles feel tired. So it's uh, there's a lot of overlap between someone saying my muscles feel tired and I feel tired. So I'm thinking about um, like if our muscles turn into tourniquets, you know that's what it can feel like. And that's not, um, I mean, the function of, what's the function of, what's the function of a muscle? Well, well, the movement function of a muscle is to, is to help you move. It's to move your bones, to move your body. So it needs oxygen, 
oxygen to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So if there's muscle tension, then it cannot, uh, well, I, it, it needs to perform the action of, uh, needs energy in order to work. The muscles need energy. And so they, the easiest way for them to do that is when they have oxygen to help them produce the energy they need to move. If you don't have oxygen, if the muscles don't, then there's a, an, uh, an anaerobic, a non-oxygen way that they can accomplish that. But it produces more byproducts chemically, some of which cause aching and pain. Mm. So in the feet, you know, with the feeling of, of being ache, aching is similar, or could, could someone's perception could be that that's also fatiguing. Mm. Like a lot of times people will say to me, I wake up in the morning and I feel like my body feels tense or like I didn't rest. Mm. Uh, or I could tell it, it my, my muscles did not relax in my sleep. That's what it sounds like Sarah. Is right. Because she got the eight and nine hours of sleep. And, uh, and not only is she her tired and tense, but it, it also she mentions, mentions that she's edgy, you know. Right. Well, right. <laughs> I can't imagine not being in pain and not being somewhat edgy, really. If it's right. chronic. And it's, and it's, a, it's, a, it's all a, it's a vicious cycle, right? And um, Because it's like it used to surprise me uh, that somebody could be uh, diagnosed with depression and anxiety at the same time because mm. they seemed like opposites. Right. And this is it's it's complicated. I don't want to make it sound oversimplified, but um, but it's possible that someone could experience both of those things, mm -hmm. or maybe alternating. And, uh, they they could be suppressing themselves or their feelings enough that they feel depressed. Mm -hmm. But it could be that there is anxiety that's causing them to suppress the feelings. You know, it's. Mm -hmm. uh, but as far as the muscles go, ideally, when, when a person would lie down at night to go to sleep, as soon as they would lie down, their muscles would be more relaxed than they were when they were standing up. And then when the person goes unconscious, which is what, is, uh, what sleep is, that because the brain is functioning differently when you're asleep than when you're awake. It's, a diff it's different activity. So the muscles aren't being stimulated. They're, and so there's the, then one relaxes. That's why the muscles shut off when somebody falls asleep. If somebody doesn't go into a deep sleep, then potentially their muscles are still being kept somewhat active, as if they're not fully asleep. Uh-huh. Right? It's like so that's partially so, there. Is so. that the cause of not... But Sarah said she's getting eight or nine hours of sleep. But you're saying maybe she's not getting the deep sleep? And her muscles are not relaxing? That's what it sounds like. What does she do? Well... Another uh, like, part... Well, it's just before you answer. Yes. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Um, she was wondering... Um, the other part of her question was, can improving your kinesthetic awareness help calm down your nervous system? And allow one to feel less edgy. Is that part of the puzzle? Uh, improving your kinesthetic awareness can help your muscles relax. That's the value of that. 
it, or uh, and conversely, if, if someone does not have of reliable kinesthetic awareness, it's going to be hard to relax their muscles because you can't relax a muscle unless you can feel that it's ten that you are tensing it. Actually, have that sensory awareness that's being tensed or where it's being tensed. So then you have the capacity then to be able to relax it. It'd be like if you were if you were lifting your arm up in the air and some you know and somebody said, put your arm down. Well, to put it down, you have to relax something. If you couldn't tell your arm was in the air, or couldn't feel how to release those muscles, you would not be able to put it down. And I have I've worked with people. It's kind of rare, but there are some people that really can't even. If I put their arm up in the air, they they have trouble knowing how to bring it back down they could pull it down mm -hmm. but they don't know how to relax it in order to let it come down ouch right now that's 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 unusual that's a, an extreme version of most people who are just a little bit that way okay or many people are but if they learn to sense so in other words sensing that the muscle is tense we're not even worrying worrying about how to relax it just sense where exactly the tension is, like like say in my arm, then I can I have the capacity then to be able to stop doing it. I have to know what I'm doing before I can stop doing it. It's a simple idea in that respect. Well, yeah, it does, it sounds simple, but also sort of confusing because I know when I have you know say tense shoulders, I sure as heck know where <laughs> the tension is. So right. But do I not? <laughs> Some of this is semantics. You might generally know, and you also know what you know where the pain is, and, mm -hmm. and you might you might have a sense that they're tense. But if you can't let them relax, it means that somehow the information isn't getting from your tense muscles fully to your sensory motor system. You're the feeling, the kinesthetic awareness of how much you are tensing them. It's not getting there fully because if it were, you would be able to let them relax. And it's more than just wanting to let them relax, apparently. You Often it is. <laughs> because of what you, we could generally call habits. Mm. Yeah, it's probably you know, neurologically more complicated than I'm making it sound, but as far as from the point of view of just being a person and trying to understand what to do about this it's it's it is about the way i'm making it sound you know because what i will do with somebody if they can't uh like for example in your case if you say i know my shoulders are tense but i can't relax them i might do something uh, to help you one thing would be to have you exaggerate what you're doing mm -hmm. and maybe push against you a little bit and then ask and say now can you feel if you exaggerate what you're doing specifically, and, 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 I, and I'm resisting with my hands, then you're more likely to feel more clearly what you're doing. Like you'll, you'll be able to feel that you're exactly where you're tensing the muscles, and then your brain will be able to turn those off. Well, so there's, there's hope for Sarah, it sounds like. Yes, what Sarah, I mean, what she's asking is, uh, specifically, is there... 
is muscle tension related to these other issues of feeling edgy and feeling fatigued. And what I would say is probably partially yes. Mm-hmm. That, that, that part of the issues of fatigue and, and uh, edginess mm-hmm. are because of the muscles. It's, it's probably not the whole thing. There's, there's, there's probably, it could be, it could be the whole thing. You know, there could be a psychological attribute here. There might be anxiety that's provoking all this. Or, and, or it could be that uh, the other way around, that the anxiety you feel is because of uh, you're tired and yeah. or maybe have pain. That could be very... Right, right. It's really a, it's a circle. Right. So, so uh, but, but the thing to do would be to learn how to relax your muscles. Okay. Sarah. Learn how to relax the muscles by, uh, such as the exercises that are in my book or yoga or tai chi or any, any means. Uh, another great uh, method which I, that I like a lot is uh, open focus, which is an attention exercises. That's um. What's his Les name? Les Femi's yes. work uh, is really fabulous and. Um, F e h m i. F e h m i. Right. Less L e s. L e s. And the book is called Open Focus Brain. He has a new one out for chronic pain, I believe. Called Dissolving Pain. Mm-hmm. Right. Which has a lot of the same information as in the first book, um, but there's some extra information, uh, and there's also there is a. CD there, like a guided exercises CD. So that's that's for getting the brain to uh, be kind of in a state of or equanimity mm. uh, by by just learning how to use the attention, mental attention. Mm-hmm. In a, in a, I guess you could say a more relaxed way. Mm-hmm. And he explains it really well in the book. You know, so that I, I think is is ex- really complementary to mm-hmm. the exercises and work I do with people, um, and 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 also you know doing any kind of movement exercise slowly where you pay attention to what you feel will help develop your kinesthetic sense and help you learn to relax. You know, I so I. She asked about the central nervous system. Uh, can can the muscle tight muscles keep it on constant alert? I think they can contribute to that. Mm. Uh, I have seen some people who have who have learned to relax their muscles, maybe because they did biofeedback training or mm-hmm. something, and they still are just you know chock a block full of anxiety inside. So like it doesn't. Fight or flight. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's helpful though. You know, they, they're learn, they've learned a skill that helps them, but it, it hasn't addressed the potentially psychological factors that are that are causing, in their case, the anxiety. So it doesn't erase everything. Uh huh. Um, but that sounds that sounds like a. We had a, a question that I think uh, we should dedicate a whole other podcast to. So when you talk about the psychological things, so. Um, Maybe we should stop here. And Sarah, let us know if that was helpful. And um, let's pick up the other the other part of the conversation um, next. That sounds good. Okay. Okay. Thank you. And also let us know if you're not if you're not Sarah listening, if you're somebody else listening, uh, let us know um, what you think, what you like, if we can help you with your issues. And thank you. Mm-hmm.
You have been listening to Questions for Craig with Craig Williamson. If you have a question that you would like Craig to address, please send it to craig at somaticintegration.com. Learn more about Williamson muscular retraining at somaticintegration.com.